time for another edition of the Money Mitch Effect. I am your host, Mitch Michaels, and today's show is going to be spectacular. I can assure you that. First, I'm going to talk to George Pinozian and Brett Connors. We're going to go around the globe, literally here. We're going to talk NBA and Christmas, some tennis, some fantasy football, and a little surprise at the end for you that doesn't exactly involve sports. You'll have to listen to find out. And then Sean Sullivan, Sully, is going to come on to preview Week 16 in the NFL. You're going to want to miss that. We have some playoff scenarios to discuss, some big matchups, including two big games on Christmas. Also get his thoughts on players skipping their college football bowl games early that as well. It's the Money Mitch Effect, the last show before Christmas. We're two days away from Santa coming. Let's start the show. All right, Money Mitch Effect. This is the last episode we're gonna do before Christmas, so let me be the first or last person to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas. We'll see you too, Mitch. Happy Holidays. This is a special show, because I got George Pinozzi and Brett Connors in the booth, in the studio, back again. Woo. Thanks for coming Woo. on the show. Yeah. Good to be back. Anything for you, man. You know, this is, this is our Christmas gift to you. So, Thanks for having me. I have one question for both of you guys first. Was this the most disappointing fantasy season that you've had in a long time? I mean, it's been up there for me. It's, it you know, is for me. We're I mean, kind of said he's definitely. in the championship league. Yeah, but as with, far as Hayden, I'm yeah. last. Yeah. Hayden yeah. was tough for me, too, because starting out 5-0. and Well, and we're kind of, I mean, we all kind of spread ourselves thin when it comes to fantasy football. There's a lot more injuries, it seemed like, this year. And I just think the luck isn't going to go your way all the time. Yeah. And we have a final that we're not really thrilled about in our league, but hey, it's the top two teams, so. <laughs> <We're not thrilled laughs> Who's playing? Todd versus Brandon. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had to kind of get that out of the way because we're fantasy football guys. So no, we gotta... I mean, I, I finished last. <laughs> I'm a little bitter. <laughs> yeah. I definitely I, messed the draft up. I just, want, I just want to get that out yeah, of the way before we talk about some other stuff because yeah. uh, the overarching mood is going to be kind of on the bitter side, so I <laughs> wanted to explain that going forward, but we'll do our best to get through it. I did want to talk about a few things today on the show, and the main thing is you got NBA coming up, Christmas Day games. There's, yep. It's going to be an that interesting slate. That is exciting slate. for me, though, now that the, <laughs> cause ever since the Lakers haven't been as relevant, Christmas games are not, like, as exciting yeah. for me. Yeah, I see what you're saying. If your team's not good when it's Yeah, before there. it was, like, Lakers, yeah. Miami, like, Shaq, like, versus, like, yeah, you know, like, like, it was just like, oh, I gotta watch this. Like, now I gotta know. I mean, are the Warriors playing the Cavs? Cavs? Yeah. That, that's, uh, that's, that's at cool. least, like, good, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some good games. The problem is it's all day, so I don't know if even the biggest basketball fans are going to want to watch nonstop coverage yeah. when you have family and other stuff to do. But it is good. It is good to kind of see some of the matchups. Like Lakers, Clippers, I'm just excited to see how they defend each other, who guards who. And, yeah. yeah, and then there's injuries too, which we'll get into. But a lot of these teams are missing some guys this time of year. Mm-hmm. I guess we start with the championship, the finals preview, maybe. It's, it's definitely a dream match. Everyone's just waiting for it all Could yeah, be, could be a trilogy, yeah. Cavs and Warriors. Now this yeah. game, it's interesting. First from the Cleveland side, George, we were talking about this a little earlier. earlier. Last night, J.R. Smith breaks his thumb, has to have surgery. He's going to be out about six weeks, we're, we're thinking. That's a big deal. It's a big deal for this team now because they're not the deepest team. That's what happens when you have all these stars that cost a lot of money on your team. So it poses the question, do the Cavs 
kind of put it on cruise control and, and maybe lose the top seed to Toronto in the East? Or do they try to go and, and make sure they maintain that first seed at the expense of some minutes for their top players? I'm, to be honest, I don't think it's a big deal at all. Because, mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier, how you, you're saying that this forces Cleveland to play like LeBron and Love and, and Kyrie 38 minutes a night if they want to maintain that number one spot because Toronto's having such a good year. But I, I think it really doesn't matter because even if they have home court or not, the Cavs are just so good that they're going to win. They, they can beat any team on, in the East. If they, if they play if Toronto... Yeah, if they're healthy, of course. But if they play Toronto and they don't have home court, big deal. Toronto's like they choke. I mean, every... Toronto might not even get there. Yeah, well, right now Toronto's like second place. They're two, two like two seeds apart. Like, yeah, they, they, yeah. If they get the two seed, they they're, may they, they may choke. play somewhere they else. They choke every year. Kyle, Kyle Lowry, like every playoffs, is like disappears. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> From the Cavs' perspective, I think people underrate how important of a player J.R. Smith is. To that team. He is. Because he's an athlete and he's someone that can make he shots. Provide, yeah. They're going to need him to be healthy. They, they need, like we said, health. Kyrie and LeBron, who's played more minutes than anyone at this point in his career, need to be healthy. I think the, the Raptors end up getting the top seed just because they want it more. And I'm not willing to just write in, for sure, the Cavs yet to the finals. They're definitely the overwhelming favorite. But I've been pleasantly surprised with how DeRozan's played this year. I mean, the guy's not shooting three-pointers. So, I mean, that's... Going to count for something. But, That's true. But for this matchup for Cavs-Warriors, with J.R. Smith out, you're not going to get the full treatment. But I'm more excited to see how they match up. How are the defensive end the Cavs try to, to defend that Warriors juggernaut offense? Because they're going to have their hands full like every other team in the league. Well, defensively, I mean, is not a bad player defensively, but they have Sh- Shumpert is technically their like, defensive specialist for any, like, Guard right, but he does come off the bench, and that's he where does, he's so been. now he might have to start. Mm-hmm. And then Richard Jefferson already got, I saw he's been getting a lot more playing time. You know, he's a veteran. Like, he's been there. He, he kind of knows what to do, like, whenever his team needs him to step up. I'm not, I'm obviously not trying to praise Richard Jefferson, because I get it. Like, he's, a, <laughs> he's an old guy. Yeah, he's an old guy. Is like LeBron and uh, Durant playing? Are you guys yeah. talking about Shumpert right now? Yeah. <laughs> Richard Jefferson? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so... I kind of want to see what Durant does. So, as far as... LeBron. Yeah, as far as <laughs> that, that side of the equation goes, right. Brett, the Warriors are an interesting team to figure out because it's like too many cooks. They have so many people that can score, but you get the sense watching them that they're almost taking turns. I'm curious to see... Who, if that game is close, becomes the alpha male? Yeah. If it's Steph, if it's Durant, and Clay Thompson, who when he's hot, Clay, can be yeah. hotter than anyone in the yeah. league. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see when you know once they get that figured out, who is their go-to guy, or do they just keep spreading it around to whoever is open? Because I mean, they have so many good guys, so many. but then the problem is, then each guy is only going to get a smaller percentage of shots, so then it's like a smaller sample size. Well, yeah. You know, Draymond Green is the guy that's like shooting yeah. like six shots a game. And he's yeah. cool with that, though. He's being the facilitator yeah. and, and rebounding yeah. and whatnot. The only chance, and this might be foreshadowing, because, again, these are December games. They don't really mean a whole lot of anything. But the only chance in a, in a finals rematch I think the Cavs have of winning is by pounding them inside. Love and Thompson have to be huge, because that's the one weakness on this Golden State team, how they're constructed. Yeah, but those are guys they're big that pound them on the outside. Love, like, shoots all yeah, the time. I think, well, I will say this, though. Thompson I'm not the biggest, inside. yeah, Thompson's got to be, I mean, he was a force last year. But I'm not the biggest Love fan either. But if he, and he's played a little better in, in the post this, this year, year yeah, if he brings that in, that could make a 
think things tough. But hey, the Warriors are loaded, and then that's the, what's the kind Warriors, of losing me with the NBA. game's in, in Cleveland. Oh, it's in Cleveland. Mm. It's yeah. cold. It'll be like snowing. Maybe <laughs> yeah. it'll be fun. Yeah. Well, had some Cleveland food. It's all about Cleveland. Yeah. Hey. Money makes you fat. So we're yeah. yeah Cleveland food was good. We'll talk about that L.A. game real quick now in the Money Mitch Effect with Brett Connors and George Pinozian. The late game of the day is at Staples Center, Lakers home game, although it probably would have been a Lakers home game, even if it was the Clippers home game technically. But Lakers-Clippers, no Blake Griffin. I want to talk about that first, George. The Clippers are going to be without Blake again six weeks or so, maybe a little less, with his knee injury. They've been used to it, though. But I know you're hearing rumblings that is it possible the Clippers could be better without Blake Griffin? I don't think they're better, but statistically, like, there's a stat that the Clippers are, like, 18-2, and two, like, without Blake Griffin. Really? <laughs> like, didn't this happen last year? Like, Griffin got hurt at the end of the season. When he punched, when he punched out yeah, his uh, yeah, equipment the, manager the, the that just decided he was going to leave. And then, like, the Clippers <laughs> were kind of so rolling, though. The Clippers <laughs> were rolling at that time. And then come the playoffs, I think did, Griffin didn't play the first couple games or something, and they, the Clippers, like, sucked. He was banged up in the playoffs. Yeah, that, that was part of it. He played, he sat, he sat. not better end. without Blake Griffin. Yeah. I don't think so. Here, here's what I'll say. You're right in the sense that the way the roster is, they need Blake to be of any chance whatsoever. Yeah. But the bigger picture is if it doesn't work this year, do they blow it up, so to speak? Do they make a major move? And well, yeah. I'd be interested. There is some truth to trading Blake Griffin could possibly help when you think you have DeAndre Jordan who ball, yeah. is a center as as effective, even though he doesn't have the best little post games, for what they need, or any little yeah. post game, I should say. <laughs> he can dunk really good. Yeah. He plays D, really he can hard. dunk, he, he rebounds. Dark. You know, and in the NBA as a center, that's pretty much all you need. But maybe they go with somebody that's more of a stretch four the way the NBA is going. Yeah. Maybe get a wing player that they've never had. I mean, J.J. Reddick can shoot threes, that's about it. Yeah, They, they need yeah. that extra wing guy, maybe that. he's the guy to trade. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he definitely is the guy. That, he's the it only seems guy. like, yeah, that's yeah. like the thing. He's it's the like only guy. they're always talking about if they're going to do it, what they'll do. They'll do it this year, back, I think. If, if, if the they guy. don't make it. Like, <laughs> just get rid of him, turn him into a Well, if they don't asset. make the Western Conference Finals this year, at least, then they're, they're going to get rid of him. Yeah, I mean, I mean Paul's that's... Paul's getting older, too. How old is he now? Chris Paul's like 31. 31, yeah. Right? He's slowed down. He's still a great player. But, I mean, he's slowed down in the sense that... He's literally slowed down. Like, he's not as fast. Yeah. But he's just so smart, though. Like, he's not trying right. to, like, use his body. Yeah. Right. Dude. <laughs> he went for 20 and 20 with no turnovers. That was the best. That might have been the best game of the year. I know Russell. No I know Westbrook's been going crazy. I know we've had some great stat games, but that was probably the best. Definitely the most efficient game of the year. And from the Lakers' standpoint, guys, they started out promising. I think we kind of felt prisoner of the moment a little bit because they did maybe overachieve early. But it's been tough sliding. Last yeah. night was a disaster. That's definitely, they definitely, <laughs> well, I guess you can say. They, they overachieved from the sense yeah, they, they won a lot of games, won more games too. than we thought. But they've had injuries, yeah. yeah so so if, if they stayed healthy, they really? would still be overachieving. You think it's, okay. Yeah, I, See, I, like it's like I think it's part of both. I think it's part injuries, but they, they were going to come back to earth. Yeah, I feel like this year is, I don't think there's any pressure on this year. Really. Yeah. Last year was such a disaster with having to go through Kobe, and it was like such a wasted year. Byron Scott. Year, yeah, at least this year, you know, is a positive year. Like yeah. all their guys, the young guys on are getting the, uh, tons of playing time. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? They're seeing what they have. <laughs> yeah. They can like no, shake out the team this season. Or last year, yeah. they're just in like this holding. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a it's good a, point. It's the beginning of a new era. That's a good yeah. point because Luke Walton and Mitch Kupchak, I guess you could say, they're looking to see which guys they want to keep for the future. Yeah. There's a lot of tough decisions to make. D'Angelo Russell seems like he's the leader on this team. He, yeah. He's emerging uh, yeah. to a nice, like to a great player. I think he's going to be good. I'm glad you brought so up Ingram because he's somebody that I want to see the quiet. growth. He has been a little quiet. He's 19 years old. He's still scared. He, I don't think he wants to come in the league and just kind of be like, I'm the dude and like it's I'm gonna, it, you know, I'm gonna you know take what? twenty shots a game. It's like, interesting. He's, he's kinda like I'm he's right. a project. I'm yeah, a he's like I, I know my he's role. He's a little bit like Bynum. Remember when Bynum came along? The seventeen. <laughs> super skinny. Nightmares. Yeah, like, yeah. He was you're gangly, right, he didn't have control of his body. Yeah. Like I bet you in two years like But the other night he almost had a triple double and grow. Yeah, he was like nine, ten and nine or something. You know what I mean? I think it's a different situation too when you come into a team of all young guys. Like he's not really being taken under wing under the wing of veterans. Yeah. He has to stand out True. amongst other young guys. So they and want, it's a little tougher. And they want those young but, guys want their shining time yeah. too. You know what I mean? Like, He's like uh, having to look to like Luau Dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think I don't. I think the playoff talk was kind of ridiculous by some beginning of the year. They're not gearing for playoffs this year. It's a long term view. Yeah. Well, honestly, man, like really? Like, no, I mean <laughs> that's not a knock on them. The West is the pretty season, tough. It is really tough, yeah. but in the beginning of the season, there was definitely talks that they can make the eight seed possibly. Yeah. But now with like the I whole, I feel like, but there's no pressure. Games, yeah, you know there's I mean? no like, pressure. As a Laker fan, yeah. like I'm not like, geez, oh, no, we no. need to. Like it's like, no, let's no. see what we have. All we really want to see even, is like some promise. Yeah. And that's good enough. And for then us. to get a decent pick, maybe turn that into something. See if yeah. we can get a free agent, and then all yeah. of a sudden we're contending. Yeah. Yeah. So another game on the agenda. The first one of the day: Celtics and Knicks. Two Eastern Conference teams that we're really not sure, I guess, what to make of. <laughs> the Knicks, though, and I'll start with you, George. An interesting team. I think they're actually doing better than a lot of people thought. Yeah. Maybe not great. But if there's one thing to be, I guess, happy with from the Knicks' perspective, it's that Derrick Rose isn't a complete disaster. He's back to playing maybe not amazing basketball, yeah, but well, definitely above average. That. He admitted that he was like, I'm not going to be a star. And it was like kind of sad, sad to like hear him yeah. say that. Yeah. Because <laughs> like he was just so good. But even now, you still see like little glimpses, like yeah. when he's like driving it in. But Porzingis is the guy. I like Porzingis. Oh, yeah. God, I love he's that fun guy. To watch, he's dude. so fun. Well, he does a little bit of everything. He'll shoot threes, he'll dunk, he'll block shots. And he has, like, swag, too. He does. He talks, no, that's yeah. too. He <laughs> talks back to Green. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. The, the, the Latvian gangbanger, I think that's yeah. his nickname. Yeah. You no, know, he's tough. I think the biggest thing for the Knicks is finding a way to move on from the Carmelo Anthony reign. Yeah. And that's tough. And that's yeah. where I give Porzingis a lot of sympathy. Because you can tell he wants to be the guy. I think he's willing to be the guy. But, but it's tough with, with Melo there. Yeah. Still 30 he still has his ego, night. dude. Yeah, his ego. Like, yeah, this, it is sad about Rose when you really think how good he sad. was for like those two or three years. Sure, you're happy for him now because he's not like tearing his ACL and yeah, everything. Yeah, but, you know? like, but it's, it's like remember when Penny Hardaway sad. did the same yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. He like same. blew his knees out twice and then he came back and he was serviceable, same. but he was mm-hmm. like yeah, never as great. And from the other side though, the Celtics. Guys, I mean, I think people just pencil them and they sign Al Horford, and this is why sports, basketball in particular, you can't just write on paper. We figure, okay, well, they get Horford, they're going to be better. They might challenge for the East. It doesn't necessarily work that way. I still think they're a player away. They, they just don't have that one guy yeah. that makes you fear them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, Horford was a good addition, and their rookie, uh, Jalen Brown, he's been pretty yeah, solid. He's a Pac-12 too. guy, short, 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 He wears short shorts, so, like, you got to <laughs> He does. Him, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tall guy? Yeah, like the yeah, yeah. 
But like Marcus Smart, I feel like I, I was I'm a little disappointed about him. I thought he was gonna be better. Isaiah Thomas is good too. The problem is, yeah, he's but he's five, not the yeah, but he's, he's not the guy that's gonna lead you to like. They gotta figure title. out. They they're a team that I think a trade. If they could figure out the right pieces to move, the way to swing a trade, that could they be. They have the difference. a lot of young assets. They do, yeah. and I would I would be all about it right now. I think you gotta try to make a move. Yeah. They got a lot of assets. You got yeah. a lot of. Ways to go. With the East, it's wide open. One big name, and you could be right in the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, yeah, that's the way I sure. look at it. Yeah. Still talking with Brett Connors and George Pinozzi on the Money Mitch Effect. Yeah. We got another game in the afternoon, too, and that's Spurs and Bulls. Under-the-radar game, which isn't surprising when you talk about these two teams. San Antonio last night, Brett, they won their game over the Rockets, down 13 with like five or six minutes left. I didn't realize this until the stats came up after. 15-1 and one on the road this year. That's the second best road start ever wow. in NBA history. 15-1 and one on the road. On the road this year. Damn. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to think. And, and, five minutes left. Yeah. yeah, and they came back and beat the Rockets, who aren't a terrible yeah, team. Now, in, in Houston, in Houston it, it's hard to explain this team every year, but they just keep finding a way to compete. They're not always going to be the front runners. But they're always just going to be there. Bitch, <laughs> it's got to be him, right? Because like <laughs> he's the GM too, right? No, well, they have R.C. Buford, but it's a but working mean, relationship. Yeah. I mean, they've been together the, the whole yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's true. That's a good point. Turnover. They don't They don't move no, on. Yeah. It's the same two guys. Yeah. They don't well, have to worry have to, about yeah, that. Yeah, that's the thing. Sports nowadays is like they bring these guys in, they preach a philosophy, yeah, and, and they make it seem like a philosophy can be instilled in like a year or two. Yeah. I mean, a philosophy is like a long-term way of thinking, right? Yeah. So Give him some time. Him and some look, time. I take for example, well, like was tennis. Popovich's for example, stats, though, sorry, when, when when he first started, he only had. He, what year was that? He said he's been for twenty years. Yeah, so a year like before I, Duncan. A year, a year before, before Duncan. Duncan. Yeah. So it's harder to. Talk. But I was thinking of a sport like tennis, where you see a lot of these players just try to cycle through coaches and cycle mm-hmm. through voices in the room. There's something to be said about that consistency factor. For sure. I mean, you know, like, look at someone like Ana Ivanovic, who's had, like, 40 coaches and, like, can't win a match now or start toss the ball. Like, that, 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 yeah, like, that gets too messy. It's almost too much. Too, me- too much advice. Yeah. And it's just like, wait, this person said that, like, but that person said that. When I've so ever tried to learn mm-hmm. anything, I feel like people who teach it with the simplest terms, mm-hmm. you know, kind of keep it easy. Don't try and make it too much, not too many voices. Right, and you hear that with Popovich when he addresses how his team's played and just... They lost the Bulls, actually. This is a rematch from earlier this year. And they asked him if he said it was his job. Did he think it was his failure in motivating him? He's like, these are pro athletes. This is what they get paid to do. If, you, if you're a plumber and you don't show up at work, you don't get work. You, yeah. know, you don't get paid. So I was, I, uh, It's a tough team. I have a Popovich quick story. <laughs> I was walking in Santa Monica like three or four years ago whenever the Lakers were last in the playoffs playing them. Yeah. And I'm walking by Shutters, the hotel. And, yeah. I, and there's this guy in a suit, and he's yelling into the cell phone. And he's just, like, kind of yelling and cussing. And I'm, like, I'm walking by, and I do a double take, and it's Popovich. Like, screaming, <laughs> <laughs> screaming into his cell phone, like, like talking, like, real estate or some sort of deal, oh, some, some business thing. And, and, like, I look twice, and then I cross the street, and I do, like, a full over-the-shoulder turn back and look. And he just is staring right at me, and he just goes, what the F? <laughs> <laughs> right at me, and I'm just like, was it directly to you? Yeah, like right, like what the because he because he saw me look at him three times, oh and like and I just I was just like, uh, you're a really good coach, sir. <laughs> like walked off. Well, you played it cool. That was good. No, uh, 
Uh, you get it. And then he went like right back to his phone call. Just like, it's coaching. It's the exact same guy, dude. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, he's like kind of a but he's like, that's just who he is. Yeah, yeah. I kind of respected him for just saying it. Yeah. No, I mean, that is, it's true. Now, looking at the other side of this, George, the Bulls, they're not terrible. It's an interesting dynamic with adding both Rondo and Wade. Yeah. I keep looking at Jimmy Butler. He's been playing well in the last month. This is basically his team. And if he continues to improve and play with Wayne and Rondo, it could be a factor, maybe but a sleeper. But every time I watch the Bulls play, for me, I don't even look at it as Jimmy Butler's team. Because <laughs> yeah, it's sad to me, say. It, it? It's true, because I, when I watch him, I feel like it's Wade's team now. Wade is just that guy. Like, he's like 36. I know, but, I know, I know, like, but he, like, he, he makes it seem, like when he's on the court, like I'm always, my eyes are on Wade. Like I, Sometimes when Butler gets the ball, I'm like, oh, yeah, Butler. But like, Wade is like, he still has that swag. I'm, and he's still good. I'm kind of waiting really for Rondo to sabotage this team, honestly, because <laughs> I don't trust him. I don't, I, the guy yeah. quit in the middle of a playoff game while the game was going on yeah. in Dallas. And, yeah. Was parking in his coach's spot, and, you know. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And the East is wide open. It's and Taj Gibson's shoot. like playing pretty good this year too. Yeah, he is. Well, the only other game we didn't talk about, the only other game we didn't talk about on Christmas, guys, Thunder hosts the Timberwolves, and this is what I'd call like a talent game. I don't know that either of these teams are going to be factors in the Western Conference playoff race, but this should be exciting. With Russell Westbrook, I mean, Brett, the guy is just ridiculous yeah. what he's been able yeah. to do. Here's the question I pose to you. Is he almost a lock to win the MVP? Is there a circumstance in your mind where he doesn't win with the stats if he continues to produce uh, numbers the way he's been? Yeah, I mean, if they make the playoffs and he just keeps putting up these ridiculous triple numbers, doubles. I mean, like, he's like Oscar Robertson or something. Yeah, yeah. averaging a triple-double. Yeah, still is, and I guess... He's, he's going to do it. I wonder... Even if it's just close. Yeah. The yeah. fact that he's that close yeah. every time and, you know, he's carrying the team. The yeah. reason why I wonder, though, is that the MVP award in, in basketball traditionally has gone to a player on a team that's been top three or four in their conference. I don't know if that's going to be the case for the Thunder. I just don't think the talent's there. Obviously, losing Durant, not really replacing him. If they're five or six, I think you could get some leeway, and I think he still wins. But if they're just clinging to a playoff spot, I, I don't know. Because how much more value did he add to the team? He's been the best player be in the NBA. There's got to be exceptions, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, order. yeah, because, like, the, the only other people you would give it to is what, like, LeBron or, like, or, you know what I mean? I mean, like, who are you going to give it to the Warriors? Right? Warriors yeah. and the Warriors first, who are you going to give it, it to? Yeah. I have, yeah, I have a name for you guys if they finish top three in their conference. James Harden. Uh, Harden. He's been tearing up the stat sheet. Been. If the Rockets True. do better than... But I agree. I think Westbrook's the best player. We're looking at him. Didn't Harden get an MVP? No. He hasn't had one? He hasn't He's had one yet. I, feel I like want to know what Westbrook takes before yeah. the game. Like, <laughs> how, do, <laughs> how does he, like, just have that much energy? Well, it's the rebounding. So, the guy, okay, so, like, so like, you can like, rationalize. How does he have that much energy? You can rationalize a freak athlete, maybe the best pure athlete but right now in basketball. Games, like, every night he's just, like... <laughs> Passing and shooting is one thing, but rebounding as a guard? How yeah. was he averaging 11 rebounds a game? I used as to be guard. scared to drive to the hole when I played basketball. I would like, like camp out animal. on the three point line. He attacks the basket like he's mad at it. Dude. <laughs> he does. <laughs> you know what I mean? He gets pissed when he ducks like he's just upset. Yeah, he plays mad, and which is cool. Yeah. Got, yeah. <laughs> I like it. The Minnesota side, I was just going to ask you quickly. Oh, yeah. Are they going to, like Towns and Wiggins, another team we expected big things from? Yeah. I think we rushed Disapp- it with them. Disappointing this year. 
Who do you put the blame on? Is Thibodeau not an effective coach for this team? Well, he's never really been an offensive coach, though. Bad fit, maybe. I, maybe. Because he's always, even with the Bulls, they're always question. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, give him time. You're right. And they were everybody's darling. They were the media like, darling. Yeah. Oh, they're going to be the team. And you know what? So Rubio gets a lot of slack. He is like amazing. Yeah, Rubio, they got to get They're past Rubio. Yeah, remember when he like threatened to hold out before he came over? They're, I can't even shoot. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're. I think them. Rubio's good on another team. I don't think he fits there. Levine is yeah. the one guy this year, oh, yeah. Towns included. No one's really progressed the way they've liked except for Zach Levine. Yeah, he's taken the leap and looks like a legit player. And you know what? Good for him. I know he's an LA guy, UCLA guy. He wasn't really a, expected to be a main guy when they drafted him, and now he yeah. looks like he's a big part yeah, of the future. Yeah, he's just so athletic and he's so fun to watch. He kind of like reminds me of that UCLA point guard now. Lonzo Ball, Ball yeah. smaller. I mean, Levine's bigger and I would say a little more athletic. But yeah, Levine, Wiggins, Anthony Towns, like. And I know you love Levine because like, he just Chris floats Dunn's in the air really when he dunks. He just, he just floats. floats. He does. Floats. Well, I'm I'm hoping Reminds for better me things. Me on like a seven foot like rim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just floating. In the <laughs> second floor, hey man. Hey, some oops, you know. But, you know, they're a tough, team, exciting team to watch. And while we transition on from the Christmas games with Brett Connors and George Pinozzi on the Money Mitch effect, yeah, yes, sir. maybe the most exciting guy in the league to watch from an unpredictability standpoint, Westbrook included, Boogie Cousins. Because you never know what that guy's going to do. Last night, 55 and, what, 20? 10? He got a lot of re- He got in right. between 20 and 10 rebounds. I don't know the stats. I don't even call him exciting, though. He's the best, most He's skilled beast. center in the league. Not even close. Yeah. The thing is, we looked at this. We looked at the stat, Brett. Yeah. Since 2010-11, most technicals in the league. Demarcus Cousins, 103. Nobody else has more than 80. That sounds right. You know the guy, and he, he complains about fouls left and right. But I'm I'm excited to watch him because you don't know what's going to happen. He's fun to watch, but I don't know if he you wouldn't want to build your team around him. That's the question. It's you funny because my friend yesterday was like. He's gonna the Lakers are gonna get him, and I was like, I don't know if I would want him. And he's like, Yeah, normally I don't like guys with attitude, but like there's an exception with him. And I was like, I was like, Yeah, he's really good for sure. He's really good, amazing. But I don't yeah. know if you would want him to be the guy. I, I think know. he's like the guy on a shitty team, yeah, on a bad team, <laughs> yeah. you know, that just gobbles yeah. up shots and points. He was like Kevin Love on yeah, the Timberwolves was, three yeah. years ago. So here's the question <laughs> though with the Marcus Cousins. I agree with that that he you can't know if you can trust him in a big game. The Kings have been a brutal franchise. They talk about turnover. They've had like six, he's had like six coaches in seven years, eight years. The guy never gets has never had a, a stability in front yeah, of him. Yeah, and he has issues like with this, the guy in the in the dressing room. Yeah, and all the that media. Stuff. <laughs> but if you're an Eastern Conference team, for example, with how open that conference is, and you can get him, why wouldn't you risk it? Why wouldn't you risk yeah. a guy of that caliber? Because he's proven when he's on and engaged. There's nobody like him at that position. If he could go to a team that had, like, an established guy, like if Cleveland wanted to trade love for him yeah. or something like that, oh, LeBron yeah. would be like, look, bro, this yeah. is how it's going to be. Yeah. And then it'd be okay. Yeah. But I don't he think he can go like to, like, the Celtics he, and he then all of a sudden be the guy. He can't be the guy, though. Well, yeah. is there a team you guys have in mind? I'm just spitballing here, and I don't know how real this is, but one team in the East, for example, that I could think that he could go to would be Indiana and play with Paul George. Yeah, because I think he actually respects Paul George as a floor, as a fellow yeah. Olympian, yeah. about the same age. I do agree. You need that. You need a superstar yeah. on that team to at least hold them accountable. Rondo wasn't it last year. Nah. They don't have anybody on their team right now like that. There's a lot of teams that he can go to. There's a lot of teams that need centers. Yeah. From the dynamic though, it's you need the right fit, or he'll just 
sabotage. Well, he's, he's eventually going to leave. It's only a matter of time. I think, I think they, they should trade him now when they can like get, try and get value out of him. Because he's going to leave. Guaranteed going to leave. Yeah, he probably will. We'll have to monitor that. But I know it's the NBA in December. We'll just have to keep seeing how these teams and how these players do. But I'm excited for NBA on Christmas. It's something to do while we're opening gifts and whatnot. And nice. I, I do want to talk with you guys, Brett Connors and George Pinozzi on the Money Mitch Effect, about the tennis side. I know we're getting into a new year. Oh, yeah. It was an interesting day. Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Abu Dhabi coming up, yeah. It was an interesting day on the women's tour. You had the best and worst of both worlds. When you had Victoria Azarenka have her baby and Petra Kvitova's scary, frightening experience where she's going to miss six months now. Injuring her hand with an intruder. It's scary it's that, crazy, that, that that happens. Uh, so, yeah. And know. they happen on the same day. No one's more pissed off than Victoria. <laughs> You're right. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like... She's like, you go and get stabbed on my baby's birthday? <laughs> well, Didn't you I, wait one more day? I'm just looking at Australia now. And again, this is more important than tennis. Kvitova, we wish her a speedy recovery. But And Azarenka the same, too, when she comes back on the court. But Australia's going to be a week, even relatively speaking, for the women's field. No Sharapova. She doesn't come back till about the French. Azarenka Kvitova aren't playing. It's going to be a, a pretty thin field. Yeah. I bet you, though, within a year, like, Azarenka's contending for Grand Slam. Yeah. People good. forget she owned that spring mini season. Indian Wells, Miami, back-to-back. So, back. I bet you when, she wins she Australia next back. year. That's my, I'll say I that. think she said French, which would French be May-ish. So, yeah. Like five months. Kind of Clay recover. court season. We'll say like, Azarenka yeah. Azarenka will win the 2018 Australian yeah. Open. Wow. Yeah. I can see it. She's yeah. only, what, 25, 26? Yeah. Something like that. She's got time, yeah. I think so. I mean, but again, we were talking about this before. Who's she going to compete with? Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you, yeah, she's got to be what? That's why she's going to win it. <laughs> like, George, Serena's going to be gone by 20. George, you're sticking yeah. to that. I was glad you brought that up. You're sticking to that. Serena's just kind of over it. Serena is way <laughs> over it, I think. Yeah. I think she just wants to, Live to her life, beat though. the record. Did I tell That's you that? She's still playing. My honestly. theory is she wants to beat the record and she's done. If she beats... She has to get one more, right? If she wins one, one of the more. next three, one of the next three majors, she goes into the Open saying, I'm retiring after this. Uh, if that doesn't happen, she goes into the Open. If she wins the U.S. Open, she retires on the spot. You think so? I feel like with her and her sister, they'll do some sort of, like, retirement, like, you know, two-year tour. Tour? See, like I, don't, I don't... Guarantees and free Porsches. And yeah. Like oh, wave. well, that's another Venus. argument. I think what about she's, Venus? Venus what is she going to... She, she was going to retire, and then she became a top-ten player last year. I know. <laughs> 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 I guess I can now. I guess I can beat all these. I made two sub... I made a semi-final major. Oh, my God. These other girls are so bad. I know. It's true. You know, it's crazy, but I don't know. Serena, uh, that's one thing. I think she's going to be, as far as appearance fees go, she'll be collecting checks for exhibition Forever. matches long into her 40s and 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I want to wrap this up. We'll take a break from the sports world. For those of you listening that don't know, George and Brett are probably the two most extraordinary travelers in the world. Oh, I want to, yeah, I know. You guys weren't expecting this. <laughs> so... Well, we're at the holiday season, and a lot of people might be looking for, you know, plans of where to go, especially in the cold, cold months around the country. Mm-hmm. What's some of your favorite travel places, and, and where are some places, I'll let the floor be yours, that you hope to go to in the next couple months, next year or so? Well, obviously... This I see year, your, there's a twinkle in your eyes right now, George. You're so excited. <laughs> well, this year is a little different because, you know, I'm getting married, so I can't, like, just uh, travel every couple months like I've normally been doing. <laughs> but 
obviously, you know, that means getting married means that there's a honeymoon, and honeymoon means going to some rad blah, spots. Blah, blah. So the, the plan for me this year is, first is the bachelor party, mm. and that's potentially in Colombia. You and Bernard Tomic, man. Let's have a good time. There's another uh, city, it's called uh, Carajas, mm. and it's like super cheap spot. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Like awesome party cool. place. You guys, guys are going to got to be there. I have to. South America, too. Yeah, I've never been to South America. So, and you guys, are, you guys and are it's big. It's cheap, it's like $300 like for like a one way flight. But Montreal's like 550 round trip. Yeah, you got to think of prices because mm-hmm. yeah, obviously, like, yeah, everyone's coming or whoever can afford it. Is there a good time of year to go where you can find the deals? That well, I mean, the manageable? wedding's in September, so August, like beginning of August, will be like the bachelor party. And then honeymoon, we talked about going to Greece and Western Turkey. Wow. There's like a couple of wow. spots in Western Turkey. Greece looks great. I'm actually way more excited for Western Turkey, Are you? to be honest. They both, yeah, they both Because, cool. like, oh, my God, there's this place that I even talked to Sefer about. Like, well, there's a whole state in Turkey called Izmir, and it's, like, the California of, like, Turkey. Yeah. Wow. And there's this, a little place called Alachati, Ala and it's, like, unreal. Crazy. Unreal. So that that's kind of my plan. So I gotta, I'm trying to, like, save up a little bit, mm-hmm. like, to do those trips right, you know? Yeah. Well, you guys are, you brought up the idea of when you get to Europe, booking flights within European countries can save a lot of money that way. Yeah. And Brett, I know you're a European expert. What's been some of your favorite countries to go to in the last couple uh, years? Europe, um, somewhere I want to go is Iceland. I've talked to George about that. That's like a little... You went? Yeah, just for oh, like but a just day. For the day. Yeah. But uh, already Spain, enticed right? you there. Yeah, yeah. So I have a, a little savings account for Iceland set up. But oh. as far as Europe... Um, I love Europe just because of like what you said. It's easy to get around. You know, flights are cheap. You can get a train ticket. Uh, of all the cities there, I really like Berlin. Oh, Berlin's nice. awesome. And I know you went to Mallorca and the yeah you're Spain as a, as a photographer too. Spain's Those amazing. photos looked insane. Yeah. yeah, like Mallorca is beautiful. It's uh it's an island off the coast of Spain, obviously, and we just kind of spent three weeks in Spain. Do you think that goes down as like one of the nicest like? Islands or nicest places. Pretty much, kind of, man. Because it's like a big enough island to where like you could live there. Like it's big. Yeah. You know, and there's like enough little areas that are like their own little town. Yeah. Like you, you know, don't feel so isolated. Towns. Yeah. And it's like beautiful. Oh. You know what I mean? And it's just like I rented a car. I was there for four days, and I just like got in the car, downloaded music, and just drove around. And just like oh, that oh. beach looks cool. Well, it's fun. We get to cover. We don't travel, but covering all these tennis tournaments, we'll see. Feats come in from Croatia or wherever. Davis Cup is all. Yeah. Croatia got us a little weak in the knees when we saw how that was going on there at the Davis <laughs> Cup. But no, the travel stories, I rely on you guys to give me the stories of where to go and what parts of the world to check out. It really makes you think. A lot of people just kind of isolated in a certain country and then. Yeah, they're missing out, dude. Oh, no. I know. The best thing is to go to new places and see it different is. stuff. I, I never and come back with a new accent. Place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Come on! Or, <laughs> 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 I'm excited. Brett's now in concussion protocol. Yeah, but no, it's it's fun. Since like I'm not gonna do any big trips for like a little while, I want to go camping. That's like my next thing. Like road trips are still. Yeah, like a little road trip to like yes. Utah You're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go to Utah yeah. for just piss. Oh, there it is. Well, yeah. guys, you thanks. Yeah, Utah's yeah. sweet. Guys, thanks for coming on the show. 
Thanks, man. Again, this is uh, good. This is the 40th episode, the, the Brian Nelson episode. 40th? Oh, like, the Brian yeah. 40th. 40 wow. episodes, yeah. And this is, you know, our last one for the holidays. So, yeah, hey, we're grinding. Everyone. Merry Christmas. Keep it up. I'd like to be back again. I mean, this should be the trio yeah. right here. Yeah, it's oh, yes. good. It's it's a, squad. It was nice. squad, yeah. The squad <laughs> trip's coming. It's coming <laughs> soon. So, thanks again, guys, for coming on the show. Big thanks to George Pinozian and Brad Connors for taking time to come on the show, chop it up about the NBA, and give us some travel destinations. I think I'm ready to go to Europe. Just gotta, you know, push some funds around, put them in the right place, but I'm ready to go. Maybe Colombia, I don't know, we'll see. But thanks to them for that. Now it's time to talk to Sean Sullivan on the Money Mitch Effect. Sully's gonna preview week 16 in the NFL. We started last night with a big win while we were taping it actually for the Eagles over the Giants. Cowboys have clinched stuff there, but there's still a lot to be decided. We're going to get into all of that on the Money Mitch Effect. Sean Sullivan, Week 16 NFL Preview. Here it is. All right, Week 16 coming up in the NFL Money Mitch Effect. It's time now for the first time in person. Sean Sullivan. Now, I know we've done it on the phone so many times, these interviews, but now it's time to talk in person. Sully, thanks for joining the show. Yeah, no worries, man. I'm uh, stoked about this slate of NFL games we have ahead of us. Glad, glad we can we could uh, get this done before we head off to watch our Spurs. I know. We're doing this on a Thursday. There's a TNF game going on. I know you got a volunteer basketball game going on, but we'll yeah, be at Staples tonight. Yes. Yeah, so the balls be... are on. Uh, hopefully the Spurs are playing a little better than the balls right now. We're trying to lose DTSU. So. <laughs> I think, I not, think it's, uh, let's it's not a... talk about that. It might, yeah, it might be a, a realistic expectation. <laughs> yeah. that yeah, I'd, I'd say so. But we'll see. Uh, before we talk about week 16 in the NFL, I do mm-hmm. want to touch on one thing. I know you're a college guy. Yeah. And this impacts the NFL, too. I touched on it briefly in our last show on Tuesday, but mm-hmm. what's your thought on these players now skipping bowl games? I, I, I hear both sides of it, and my big takeaway was, if you want to make a business decision, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to hear the criticism on the other side of these ex-players saying that they would play. Because that's their choice, too. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I, I listened to Move the Sticks earlier this week, and DJ and Bucky were gave a, a great insight into how much they cover college football as well as the NFL game, obviously, being former scouts. And it's a business decision. You're right. The, the guys that are first, second, third round guys, I think, can skip. And they're their own CEOs of their own company, especially with what happened with Smith last year. Yeah, it's Smith. Yeah, a great Great player, obviously, and, and, and it's unfortunate what happened to him in the Fiesta Bowl. But I think a lot of those players were looking at that, seeing he lost millions of dollars and luckily had an insurance policy. But, I mean, that only goes so far, especially at the running back position when you have so many carries. And if you're a first or second round guy, I think you should go. Like, especially if it's not a playoff game or a major bowl game. Like, outside of the Rose Bowl or the semifinals, I think in your, in your, top, in your top couple round pick, go. Otherwise, I heard a lot of people making an argument against the Baylor running back. Um, and I have to agree with them on the standpoint that he shouldn't have gone because evidently the dude's not going to be, according to a lot of scouts, he's not. he might have played his last game because he's not going to be picked. Right, so, and, and I think that's it. You make that decision. It's hard for me personally. I mean, I've never played college football at that level. Mm-hmm. I understand the narrative of it's the locker room, it's your brothers. And that would that would be a tough decision. Now, if you want to make that decision, that, that's fine. But right. 
you know, I get both sides of it, and I just think it's also fair for teams to look at it like we need more tape on somebody. I think yeah. Fournette's an interesting case. He's going to be the top running back in the draft. And battling injury is one thing. That, that's an entirely different debate. If you're banged up, don't play. Right. But a guy like McCaffrey... Late first round pick, maybe a bowl game could help his stack. That's a tough decision. Right, That's what right. He's but he also has he's yeah. had seven hundred plus touches the last couple yeah. of years, so there, there's plenty of his ability on tape that Salas can go look right. at, and he doesn't need to play North Carolina. Although I think he would torch them. Yeah, and maybe bad, move up in the draft. Right. So it's, considering how bad they're, they're it's, stra- it's strategy yeah, on on a lot of fronts, and you're allowed I mean, to make that decision. I just don't like both sides. It's like talking politics. Right. Like both sides is just too crazy. Oh, for with, sure. Uh, and and it's, he should play. He definitely should. Ultimatums all, all across the yeah. board, and and I think the one ultimatum is in this whole situation is if you don't criticize a coach for leaving early. And then you criticize these players, and you, you don't have I, an opinion. You don't have an opinion on this. I, know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's literally the same thing. You're leaving your team uh, before uh, a bowl game, and uh, either way, like you're a part of the team. So right. I, I think it, it's it's both sides of the coin. For sure. Well, we're gonna move on now to the NFL, where all these a lot of these players are gonna mm-hmm. end up. Just two weeks left in the season, and I made the point last week. It's pretty late to not really know a lot of storylines and how the seeds gonna work out. It's crazy because I was the last couple weeks. I've been starting to dive into like the playoff predictor, mm-hmm. and it there, it's still you know two weeks left in the season. Well, and, and there's I, so yeah. many different ways to think. Well, you look at a team like the Lions; they could right. potentially have clinched by right. their game, or they could still miss the playoffs. Miss the playoffs, exactly. And the same thing with the with the the Falcons as we're watching a, a pick six <laughs> by Eli Manning, one of my uh, fantasy quarterbacks playing for the SEC, um, but. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's. There's two teams, uh, just in the NFC side alone, that can miss the playoffs or, or have, have a high seed. It's nuts. Well, in the spirit of this show, Sully, we like to play our game. I informed you about the lock close game upset mm-hmm. three picks. They've been pretty brutal in the last couple yeah. of weeks. We've been pretty off on some of them. But all right, we'll start with the lock of the week. What's the one game you think, no questions asked, the favorite is going to win? Obviously, being a Seahawks fan, I'm going to be pulling for them, but uh, I think the Seahawks are a lock of the week. We play the Cardinals really well at home. They couldn't couldn't block us in Arizona, uh, and the offense is starting to take steps forward. So I I think that's a lock of the week at home, being a huge game. If we win this, all we got to do is beat a lowly, San Francisco team on the road in week 17 to clinch that yeah. two seed. So that's a good use of lowly. Yeah, is. very, very <laughs> lowly, lowly well, Kaepernick led. I think Niners. I think the only thing that scares me isn't how ugly the last game was. It's that it is that divisional game and pick and lock mm-hmm. sometimes within the division right. can be pretty risky. The Cardinals defense is just in shambles. That's the biggest shock to me. Mm-hmm. Even more shocking than Carson Palmer struggling this year. I mean, he's right. 37. He has, Clay's capable single-handedly trying to do things on that side. He's of the, the ball, only still, one. It's yeah. it's staggering. I like the Seahawks here. They're getting healthier. Mm-hmm. And it's good. You got a lot going on. And, and you know what? If they win, great. If they don't win, Richard Sherman could end someone's career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Good. Oh, my gosh. That, uh, I just want to ask he's you He's a very stuff. polarizing character. Great player. Some of it's just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And I think, not even getting into the media thing, as someone that, as people that have played sports where there's that divide offense and defense, I, I've never liked, and I continue not to like, when somebody from another world tries mm-hmm. to tell the other side what to do. Yeah. I love the passion. I love how he plays. 
But if I'm on that offense and I hear a defensive guy say, you should be doing this, it's like, and just get, the, know, get the F over you, here. You know, <laughs> and you know, it, the, that's one of the locker rooms that could do that because that defense is arguably, if, yeah. if, if the Patriots give up a lot of points to the Jets, and I can't remember who they have in Week 17, but the Seahawks could, could be the first team to win five straight right. scoring scoring titles. So a historically good defense mm-hmm. and a, a arguably a future Hall of Famer might be able to make those comments, and he might be one of the only right. ones that could do it. But I agree. <laughs> being being uh, mostly an offensive player uh, during my playing days, not, not obviously comparing it to the NFL <laughs> by any means, but it's definitely a divide in the locker room where you spend most of your time with the dudes in, in your side of the ball. And just stick to the defense. <laughs> yeah. Hold them out of the end zone. Yeah. Keep them scoreless, and, and we'll go out and score enough yeah. points to win. Like, well, don't just... <laughs> And it's like, oh, you're a hockey guy too, a Devils fan. Mm-hmm. What would what would have happened if like Patrick Elias would have came over to scout oh, Steve? Oh yeah, like, hey, oh, we should, Stevens, should check here. Stevens, why, why Stevens you, would have checked him right, yeah, right, so right there. So that's what I'm looking at it. And I'm gonna break one of my rules for my lock of the week. Mm-hmm. I'm staying divisional. I gotta go Patriots Jets. Uh, it's just the yeah. Jets are an abomination. They've quit on the team. They've quit on Bulls. Sheldon Richardson obviously has other other things on his mind yeah. before games start. <laughs> and the Pats are interesting. And the Pats are peaking. And I think that's the thing to look at. Even with the injuries, they find a way. They they still have something to play for. Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. He really is. I, it's just, there's nothing else to say. It's true. I mean, I know we didn't see Vince Lombardi. I know we didn't see Tom Landry in their heyday. In our but, lifetime, at the very but, least. Yeah, it's it's got to be him. There's not really much to say on this game, only the Pats have got to find a way to avoid more major injuries. I mm-hmm. think that's the thing. And I think... If Floyd plays, what do we get from him? I think there's still wrinkles on this offense, which and, is scary. And the fact that uh, that the video surfaced, obviously, of him—that's he's an interesting story. Well, yeah, uh, and might, I've heard, might face yeah. obvious jail time too, so yeah. I, I doubt he'll, he'll he'll give me too many reps going forward. Just one aside on Floyd. I've heard from sources that mm-hmm. he's a good guy. He just yeah. has might have a problem here. It, it's a it's a drinking thing. Yeah. So I hope he I hope he figures it out. He's just too much talent there. He's a young. Young, talented guy, so I hope it works out. But All right, we're going to go now, Sean Sullivan on the Money Mitch Effect, to the game we think is going to be closer than the experts project. Which game is that for you? Closer than the experts project. Um, i got to say Falcons at Panthers. Flip side of the coin of what you were talking about, the divisional games. Mm-hmm. On the road, Panthers are playing better. Cam Newton's starting to, to find a little rhythm. And the Falcons' rush defense is pretty, pretty bad, all things considered. Even though they are getting better, uh, on that side of the ball, you got to give a lot of credit to that front office for picking up uh, a couple great rookies. They are playing better, but I think Jonathan Stewart is going to run down their throats on, at home, uh, and the Falcons have a lot riding on this game. They're, they're one of those teams that can miss the playoffs, potentially if they drop the last two to divisional rivals. They could go miss the playoffs or get a two-seed. <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> which, is, which is wild to think about with two, two games remaining. They know each other, obviously, being divisional opponents. The matchups are there. Uh, the one thing is Julio Jones is back. We mentioned it before the the podcast that you're in a champion fantasy championship when you didn't have Julio last week. And the last time Julio played the Panthers, he blew <laughs> them up. Well, blew I will say I, I like the I like the pick of it being closer because the Panthers secondary couldn't be possibly as bad as they were mm-hmm. that game. They played better. They look good against the Redskins passing attack. You have you have a guy like Bradbury that's getting better as a rookie. Uh, he's not going to completely shut down Jones, but he's not going to And as much as I am not a fan of all of his antics, Cam cares. He, he doesn't want to be a laughing mm-hmm. stock, and yeah. he's going to play even though they're 
surprisingly still not mathematically he's already, out of the playoffs. He's, they he's, need like right. A, they need they need ties. They, they need, need the Powerball to hit. Basically. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's it's a one in a million chance. But Cam has probably already booked his vacation. But I think uh, it will be closer than, than the experts well, think because no, nothing would nothing would save the end of the season and have a good little momentum push into the into the offseason to getting a win over the the probable division champion Falcons and then the Saints in week 17 could do the same thing they're at home yeah going to miss the playoffs could ruin could ruin the Falcons well chances as well we're on an all divisional matchup streak and um, yeah i'm going to keep it going yeah. seven point favorites for my game closer than the experts think mm-hmm. i think Vikings Packers is going to be closer than a touchdown and i know Minnesota looked awful last week they did Green Bay got beat by Minnesota earlier this year, and as much as I've sung Green Bay's praises, they haven't been blowing a lot of these teams out of the water. The Seahawks mm-hmm. game looked like an aberration. I don't know how that happened, how yeah. they just torched your Seahawks. But the Bears bad. gave them all they could handle in the second half of that game. Right. You know, they have had a pretty favorable schedule. I think Minnesota in this division rivalry keeps it close. I think they can get pressure on Rodgers. And with a team that, I know Ty Montgomery had over 160 yards rushing, a team that doesn't really rely heavily on the rushing game. Mm-hmm. The one way to slow this team down is to get into Aaron Rodgers. You have to, and that's the one thing that about that Seahawks game is why they blew us out so much. Is because our pass rush has been anemic lately, and you got to give Vikings credit. They've their defense has been been better than average even through this seven. I mean, with seven, the line, their line is a joke, man. Right. It's like it's been right. awful. And the running game, I know they can't really do much behind mm-hmm. it. Bradford actually. Hasn't been terrible, but it's is not great. That's, Adrian Peterson's back. Yeah. <laughs> but that said, I like the yeah. Packers to win this game and still win the division. They're riding high, and they're going to get Detroit if they win this game. They play for it next week, and right. And <laughs> so here comes Aaron Rodgers. By the way, fourteen to one MVP candidate. I want to. I mean, I'm not going to play my hand too much, but right. that seems pretty likely in a wide open MVP. Ooh, race. It is wide open. Uh, they're not going to give it to a rookie. Um, Zeke. Zeke, Zeke or, Brady's missed four games, and I don't think he's separated himself from the field. No, it, Carr, unless, unless he completely eh. blows up the next two teams, which he might. Mm-hmm. Um, Rodgers is a good bet. Rodgers right? <laughs> is a good bet because he is in high-profile games down the stretch. He's not like a, a Patriots team or a, a Tom Brady and the Patriots who are pretty much wrapped up everything they can do in the, in the, in the playoffs. They have a lot to play for. They have a big game, obviously, against the Vikings, and then, like you, you already mentioned, it that Week 17 game against the Lions leads the league in touchdowns. It's huge. If he beats the Lions and throws four, yeah, this there is it the is. time to get in on. I'm yeah. telling you right now, yeah, you get exactly. in on it before Sunday. Exactly. All right, Sean Sullivan, Money Mitch Effect. It's time for your upset pick of the week. Upset. Let's pick. go. We've been on a cold streak. Let's break that. Upset pick. Uh, we just mentioned the team Monday night at Cowboys. I like the Lions. They are. Uh, wow, really? All they're, right. they're in a huge win now <laughs> against two teams that are rolling with the Cowboys and the Packers. Uh, I'm picking Matt Stafford backed into a corner okay. with Jim Bob Cooter. You don't put Stafford and Cooter in a corner. Oh, you don't. You don't. Jim, you put you put the Jim Bob in a corner, he's going to claw his way out. Like you know what? Can. And I think we're watching this te- Thursday night football game right now that's currently 14 nothing Eagles. Right. If they if they hold on and win this game, that helps yeah. upset oh, yeah, because exactly. Dallas clinches the East and a right. bye. And now, and now they're and now they're coasting. They're they pretty up. much clinch the one seed if the Giants lose this. They game. do, they do, they do wow. clinch the one seed because the Seahawks can't catch them. The only yeah. team that can catch them is if they lose the Giants. If, if the Cowboys lose wow. out, the Giants win out. There you go. I mean, that's you know that's an interesting one. I I, I can't. I can't completely disagree with you there. The only thing I'll say is that the Lions 
were riding at an all-time high streak when mm-hmm. they were winning all these close games. Stafford is amazing. Right. They really can't get a run game going, and their defense is pretty inefficient. You look at the stats, they're bottom, mm-hmm. bottom like 26, 27 in the league in efficiency, right. so it's hard to say that. But if Dallas is sloppy, they've proven that they're not automatically going to beat these teams. No, I, well, I how think, can they I stop think Zeke, Dal- That's Dallas, the question. How can, can they, they stop Zeke? Him? And Dallas just can't pull strings down the stretch like they have. Uh, they, they were in trouble last week against a really good Tampa team and ended up finding a way to win. Dallas, that's just been the story of their season, is finding ways to win. And I think it'll it, it eventually trip them up. And especially, you're right, if this TNF scoreline holds up, then there's no reason for them to, to really to push it. You're pulling way back on the reins if you <laughs> really lock up the one seed. Yeah, you're on a you're on a carries count for uh, Zeke, really. Right, you're on a carries count and, thing, and a, though, team, it, a team it, that's backed into a corner. That's, that's a perfect really, upset. And really quick, does Zeke chase Dickerson's record? The 1,800-plus? That's a great thought. He could get there now. Like He's he right could, there. But I, I would say no. I think Jarrah and the boys are going to tell him to slow down. Like, of course, records are great, but... Hey, young fellow, you got you got a long time in this league. Don't get injured going into the playoffs and completely blow up our chance to, to make a run at the Super Bowl. So my upset pick, I actually have two. I'm going to lead off with the first one. I think they do it this week. I don't think they're going to go 0 and 16. <laughs> you got it. You're I sticking the with Browns the Browns. Beat the Chargers. This was the <laughs> one game. Look, I think so because they're cause, here's the because they have the Patriots to finish it. No, no, Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to lose that game. But here's yeah. why, and I'm you know I'm not. Obviously, they're not a good football team, but I'm looking at the Chargers. Rivers has been awful. His turn, he's, he's had the most interceptions, I think, the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. The defense has come back to earth. They pretty much know, I know this is external talking, but they know they're not going to be in San Diego much longer. It's been a letdown. A lot of young players thinking about the offseason. I think the Browns at home in cold, remember, a, a warm weather team. We saw how beautiful it was in San Diego last year. Or last week, I should say. Right. Oh, it was gorgeous. Every, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> that was so funny watching watching Red Zone. Kids ice skating and, and, in shorts yeah. and the t-shirt. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. completely just sunny, perfect. I mean, we live in a terrible place in, in Southern California, <laughs> but, but I think the Browns can do it, and I think it's mm-hmm. going to come down to RG three not turning the ball over. And here's the other big thing I'll say. That's a big Browns end. run defense awful. Melvin right. Gordon not playing. Not probably. playing. So, so that's big. That that, yeah. that leaves. It could happen. I think pride. Also, Joe pride. Hayden and Joe, Joe Hayden is playing through an injury. I think Thomas they, is banged up they too. Don't they, want, try, they don't want to be on. They don't. They don't want to try to pull the 08 uh, Lions and go on sixteen. That is just an aberration for a franchise to do that. And, and we all know it's it's hard in the NFL to get the W. But to go on sixteen is just a just well. That's terrible. my that's so, my piece. I, I I'm sticking I, with it. This is a Browns hey, team. that's going to have two top Seahawks. ten picks. So. Are you one with the Browns? Yeah, that's fine. Like let, let's stick with our squads. Now there's a few more games to talk about on the Money Mitch Effect with Sean Sullivan for Week 16. The other game I was uh, I also think is going to be an upset. Mm-hmm. On Christmas, I like Baltimore beating the Steelers. I think Ooh. they match up very favorable with them. I know they're about five point underdogs. They beat them earlier this year. I don't know that the Steelers are as consistent, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And I'll tell you the difference maker. I love what Dixon's doing at running back. They haven't really had a runner all year. They cut four set. West has been mediocre. Mm-hmm. They get a ground game going. If they show up to start the game, it's what didn't happen against the Patriots. They could have won that game right. if they didn't just Late no show. in the first half. So I like them here. I, I'm just I'm still not sold. We, Pittsburgh has all the fans, has all the flashy toys that looks exciting. But when it comes down to it, I mean, the Bengals last week had them. I don't think Pittsburgh is as good as we think they are. 
Yeah, uh, I, I like that pick. It's a huge, huge game. AFC, Baltimore could be out of the playoffs. They lose this it, game. Most likely yeah, are. They or most likely are, or they could they could sneak into the playoffs and and make a run at that AFC North. But yeah, the Steelers are. You're right. They're a little wobbly. They're not. They're not the Steelers that are very solid. The offense is obviously has the tools, but yeah, the, the Raven the Ravens hit the nail on the head there. Not flashy. But Flacco has shown times to be elite. He's a gamer. It's but not, he's, he's completely a gamer. Yeah, the elite debate is coming. Yeah. <laughs> he's a gamer. Harbaugh is a gamer as a coach. I like them in this game. And mm-hmm. one game we're not going to talk about Rams Niners on no. <laughs> Christmas Eve. We can, we can skip that. Yeah, it's, it's actually <laughs> tough for eliminator pools. They don't really know what to do because the two teams you always pick against are playing each other. Right. So we're going to skip that one. But my favorite game probably of the weekend, which I'm getting all amped up for, mm-hmm. Christmas. Broncos Chiefs. Broncos Chiefs. Let's go. That is going to be fun. Two teams that just lost. Uh, I have to give a shout out. Don't know if we're going to talk about <laughs> it, but the Titans. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. How about them Titans? But we'll, we'll, we'll touch on them here in a little bit. But yeah, that that game is huge for the, the playoff picture. Another couple teams that are Denver is, is kind of winner kinda, go home mode. Winner go home. They're both Denver's limping into this game to say say the least. Uh, the Chiefs, I think, are going to going to take this game. Strictly on on the fact how anemic that that Broncos offense is. I mean, can I just say that you know the other half of this podcast? I know we talked NBA games on Christmas, and I like NBA on Christmas, but I'm glad we have some football. Too. Oh, certainly, I like the choices too. Yeah. I mean, plus you never know what a game's. Gonna I mean, be all the, the only NBA game on Christmas I'm gonna be watching because I'm gonna be frying a turkey and being busy playing around the poker table <laughs> yeah. uh, is obviously our Spurs. Spurs Bulls, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think this game is an interesting one because Chiefs beat them in Denver before. Really mm-hmm. had to rally to win that game. They could go for the kill shot here. They could. I think the Chiefs are a better team. I think in a, in a one game scenario, I like the Chiefs, like the Chiefs. as a rival They're of the Patriots less, in that division. Less holes, less here, holes in that team. Here's the problem, Sully. They don't put teams away. The Titans came back and beat them because they don't yeah. have an offense that could put points up. This is this the is gut check ten, time. This can be a ten seven game. If Denver can run the football. They'll win this game, but yeah. I don't think they can. I like the Chiefs here. I do. I, I I don't think they'll be able to run the football. I don't think they'll be able to do anything against this offense. Patriots shut them down. Patriots defense has been getting better, but this Chiefs defense is is really good. And how crazy would it be if the Broncos miss the playoffs? How great that defense is. How much talent there is across the board. They miss the playoffs. It's when's the last time we saw a defense that good miss the playoffs? I know it's it's pretty unbelievable. And CJ Anderson's injury. Difference maker, mm-hmm. difference maker. The line's not quite as good. Simi, Booker, you know, book, give Booker credit though; he's pretty good, but he hasn't been able to get it done. You're gonna look at pretty what this team it, does. Maybe a year down the road, you know so. what this team does next year at the quarterback position because Simeon, maybe Paxton Lynch. Uh, I mean, maybe, but Elway's not a patient good, guy. Well, Let's good, see well, what good thing they got rid of Brock Osweiler. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes! Yeah, I think so. That's Brock a game we're not going to talk about. Watch. The other game I'm looking forward to as much as Broncos Chiefs is Raiders Colts. Raiders Colts. That's going to be a good one. And, the, and, and just a fantasy aside, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll cover this in more detail in a bit. Mm-hmm. My quarterback's luck, my opponent's is Carr. So yeah. they don't have the head in that game. Oh, that's nice. The Colts, they have to win and get some help. Mm-hmm. The Raiders are that fun loving, great offensive <laughs> team, but they're a team that, well, the opposite of the Chiefs, their defense isn't quite good enough to put teams away. They always can let you back. In these games, the pass rush. Is, I don't know what to expect from this game because the Colts are two different teams. They're the team that just doesn't show up, or the one you saw last mud, week, or Andrew Locke and T.Y. Hilton just say, "Let's right. go, yeah, screw the, the match." Or the one you saw winning. last week, exactly. Where the key is in the trenches. If the Colts can finally 
put a couple games together where their offensive line can protect Andrew Luck. He is deadly. They did it last week, and it's just going to be Khalil Mack against that against, and and Bruce Irvin and those guys against oh, that offensive Khalil line. Khalil Mack versus Andrew Luck. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, up for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. And Khalil Mack, Bruce Irvin are going to try to get pressure on Andrew Luck. I, I see them doing it. The Colts, you're right, are, are a Jekyll and Hyde type team. And it's, it's completely up to that offensive line if they want to be able to give him time to get shots downfield for, to T.Y. Hilton, who is coming on. You know, I actually like Indy in this game, as crazy as that wow. sounds. And I, I think Luck is, he's kind of got that Eli Manning factor in him where he just doesn't really look, I don't think he reads, I know he reads, I just don't think he yeah. reads a lot of the press clippings. Uh-huh. I think he can go in there and win. The Raiders are coming off their high of clinching a playoff mm-hmm. spot. That's right. They're, they're so I know large, they're still playing for that down. two seed, but they know they're in. They're a young team. You see what I'm getting right. at? It no, be. it could be a letdown. They they were celebrating on the on the plane in the locker room, yeah. and rightfully so because that is a franchise that has seen some pretty pretty big lows uh, and still has the fear of moving hanging over their head. Yeah. So I think that young team could have a large letdown game. Against uh, against the deadly deadly Colts team that's really coming on it. We'll see what there. happens, and I and I do hope the Raiders stay in Oakland. Want to get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. But if they're in Vegas and I happen to be there for the weekend, then you know I might. That would be. I mean, step away from the blackjack I mean, table. Come, come on, I mean, go go from the blackjack table to see your Browns play the play the Raiders. That would be awesome. And catch a doubleheader, you know, Kings and uh, Black Knights or yeah, something. Yeah, Black Knights, the Gold yeah, Knights, the whatever, gold, they call whatever they call them. Whatever they call them. We'll see. That's a terrible name. <laughs> we'll see. But I do want to mention briefly, it's Jaguars and Titans. Titans and Texans are tied at that division lead. Mm-hmm. Going into... Going into week 16. 16 and week, week 17 where they play each other. Which is nuts. Now, the Colts have to just keep winning and hope for some help. They beat mm-hmm. the Titans twice. The Titans... Yes, they have the tiebreaker, obviously. Nope. The, the Titans are a better team than the Colts. Mariota is my favorite young quarterback. I keep saying that. I just love how he just gets the position. But I'm a little scared of this Jaguars team now because you have the coaching being fired. And I know they're awful, and I know it's unpredictable, but we'll see. It's I'm, I'm more scared of the Titans, a Titans letdown. Than the yeah, Jaguars. well, that's part of it. I mean, obviously, I'm not scared of the Jaguars. Yeah, I think the Jaguars, I mean, it's still the same. It's still the same offense with Bortles. And it's, oh, man, they're, they're just so bad. It is on the road, but, I mean, it's going to be a nice, sunny Jack- Jacksonville. And Titans the, ti- the Titans right. should win. They are another potential letdown, a lot like the Raiders, where you have a team that hasn't had a lot of recent success. And they, they just came back-to-back wins. Last second, 52-yard kick with Suckup. Against his old team. Oh, that was great. On the road. He said, I didn't think I could make Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. I mean, <laughs> it, it is sweet to see some honesty for once. And and the, the dude just straight up said, yeah. I mean, it was literally just straight up. Straight to the big man upstairs. Cause, right. And he, well, he, to, to be fair, too, I think a lot. <laughs> icing the kicker definitely hurt them on that one. Because he almost made it. He, he doinked it off the, the, the middle post on that first attempt. Yeah, <laughs> and and I think that gave him a little confidence. Like, screw it, I'm, gonna, well, I'm just going to give it a little more leg this I, time. I think the best scenario for an entertainment standpoint mm-hmm. is you have the Titans win, you have a Colts win, and you have the Texans lose to the Bengals, and yeah. then anything's and then, in and play. It's wide, it's wide Colts open. Colts have the tiebreaker with the Titans, and then and then you yeah. have the, and then you have a Titans win, win and take all kind of kind of yeah. scenario where they right now the Titans have the control of the division, and that is mind blowing. I'm really happy for them. Obviously, being from Tennessee, I have a lot of Titans fans. As friends, and they're very ecstatic about what's going on in Nashville. 
and I'm I'm, I'm them, pulling yeah. for him. I'm pulling for him because that is a state that needs a good football team in it. Because obviously my balls aren't getting it done with Butch Jones <laughs> at the helm. So it's good. It's good to see the Nashville boys getting it done. It is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that. The yeah, ball's not getting it, it done. No. Nope. Yeah. Well, in Music City Bowl, hey, you never know. Yeah, all right. Sweet. <laughs> Last time we were in the Music City Bowl, I was there against North Carolina, and that was a pretty infamous, oh, you win the game, but no, we're going to go back and review it. Refs screwed up. So, oh, yeah. There was trash thrown on the field last time we were in the Music City Bowl, so I don't well, know if we'll make this trip. <laughs> yeah, let's see. <laughs> Not by me, but. It's a historic follow-up. We'll have to see. <laughs> well, before we touch on fantasy to end this show, mm-hmm. Sully, I, I want to get your thought on who you think is going to sneak into the playoffs. With two weeks left, looking at it from the AFC picture, and I'll go first here, I think your wild card teams are going to be one from the West, whoever doesn't win the division, Chiefs-Raiders. Broncos miss it, only only one of either Steelers and Ravens. I think the Dolphins are going to get in. The schedule just opens up for them. It does All they got to do is win and this and week. somehow Matt Moore is getting it done at quarterback. I All they got to do is beat a Bills team that already knows Rex Ryan's is getting fired. Right. And Taylor's He's done. The back. Bills have the have 15 steps for them to, to make the playoffs. So, yeah, I, th- I think you got a down Bills team and a quarterback that is playing out of his mind with four touchdowns last last week with Moore. So, yeah, I think the Bills are in – or Dolphins are in, excuse me. Weirdly, weirdly the Dolphins are in. They're a I hot know. team. I, I, don't, I don't get it. That's one of those. Ravens could yeah. sneak in. You're right. I think if they obviously win this week, they're, they're looking pretty good. Switching over to the NFC, uh, the Bucks could – Seriously make a run, especially if the Falcons uh, stubbed their toe this weekend mm-hmm. uh, at Carolina. Like like I mentioned, it could be a close game. If they stub their toe, the Bucks are right right back in, in the driver's seat to be able to win that division. I'm going to go Packers, Seahawks, Cowboys, Giants, obviously, Falcons, and then the second wild card team. Yeah, man, you know what? I'll say I'll say Bucks. I will. I think the Lions are going to lose this week and lose next week to the Packers. Miss out. Redskins blew their chance. I don't. Right. I don't know about done. them anymore. And yeah, I guess that would put the Bucks by process of elimination. Think, yeah. Having said that, if they lose this week, a nine and seven wild card team can get in, and that's right. I think why we. I think why we love the game. Well, hey, you know what? It's it's, it's football. It's hey, yeah, I'm a fan of the Seahawks, as mentioned, and a seven and nine. Seahawks team made it, so and won a playoff and, game and, and beat the Saints. So <laughs> that, that will always be the the, the scenario where you're like, oh well, well, not a great team's getting in, but you never know. It's that's why you play the game. Before we sign off, Sean Sullivan on the Money Mitch effect. Mm-hmm. It is Fantasy Championship Weekend. We are each in a championship game for all the leagues we play. We are each in a championship. I'm in game. six, and uh, I've had a <laughs> six. Jesus, I know. Uh, I've had a pretty, it's a record. I've, I've had a pretty rough outing. Five of my teams are pretty middle of the pack to the lower. The lower of the pack had a lot of injuries. But my one team that's in the playoffs is this really fun league that I'm in with a few of our few of our good buddies at the NFL that each one of us that's in the league, it's a six-man league, is a fan of different teams in college football. Yeah, and you got SEC, which right. I don't think should be – you should I, be playing I, I, no, no, a different no. schedule, schedule. Oh, I, 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 no, I, certainly. <laughs> it should be – it's um, like a handicap. <laughs> but I, it, it is a handicap, but I did have a handicap last week in the first round of the, of the playoff – or the championship, excuse me, because A.J. Green and Julio Jones weren't playing. Ooh. They're both back this week. I'm down by six. I think I'll still pull it off. Playing John Rydell's Big Ten team, yeah, uh, it's it's gonna be fun. I'm I'm super excited about it. But yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's a half fantasy team because it's for fun. Yeah, we didn't we didn't actually draft him. It was more of a, you know, hey, we got we got the entire league for SEC players. 
And yeah, Eli Manning currently is uh, putting up a sweet, sweet percentage right now. A pick, 42 yards, that's good. Um, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. you know what, in, in my fantasy league too, it, it's... I beat Matt Wittenberg, guest on the show, who was 12-1 this year and had a better team than mine. But, hey, that's that's how it works. It's luck. It's the same thing in the league. Fantasy's the same way. <laughs> I didn't it's tell Jamison Crowder to fumble at the end of that game yeah. and clinch a two-point victory for me, but those things just happen to happen to work out. That's right. I'm worried about some of the matchups I have this week. But, hey, you know, I'm in the finals, and it's been a while for me. You know, I'm only, I'm only in two or three leagues every year. Right. So... I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to win another league. Let's go. Are is your league of record or money league the the championship you're in? I don't really. I kind of space out that. It, it's one. Yeah. yeah, it's up there. Uh, I, it's a through it's my six leagues. League. I rank it by either money or just just pure pride. Pride. Yeah, I probably and say this, two out of SEC three. SEC yeah. pride's pretty up there. Yeah. Considering how much trash I get thrown at from John Rydell being an SEC football <laughs> fan. I really, I really do, I really do want to beat him and his Big Ten team. And he's been pretty cocky this past week saying that he's starting, and you being a Ohio State fan, you'll love this. He's, start, he's starting, let's see. Obviously, um, Elliot's probably yeah, in Yeah, Elliot, lineup. Ted Ginn, Michael Thomas. He's trying yeah. to beat you with Buckeyes? He's trying to beat, he's trying to beat me. Wow. Yeah, he'll probably t- start Lowe's high, too, so... Yeah. yeah, he's trying to he's trying to go straight straight. Well, good luck finding a quarterback in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's got yeah he's got Tom Brady and Joe okay. Brady. Oh yeah, no, I mean Ohio State. <laughs> oh yeah, horse that quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Troll Pryor, yeah. oh. wide receiver. We'll see. But Sully, thanks for joining the show. It's good talking football. Appreciate hey, it, man. We're almost Always a playoff pleasure. Time. Yeah. Almost playoff time. We'll see. But thanks again for coming on the show. No doubt. Special thanks to Brett Connors, George Pinozian, and Sean Sullivan for coming on today's show. It was the 40th episode, and to everyone out there that's listened, even just once, thank you for helping push me to make this show as good as possible. Thanks again to Brian Nelson for supplying the logo, Tim Adams for supplying the beats, and thanks everyone again for listening. I want to remind everyone that we're going to be off through Christmas, but next week there's still a couple of shows lined up. Got a big UFC pay-per-view coming up. Got to preview the second half of the Bulls, which I'm doing all flat picking, by the way. And then we're also going to talk about the NFL. Week 17, final week, we're going to have to preview that and recap week 16 with that. You can find the Money Mitch Effect on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Follow me at Twitter, MoneyMitchM21. Mitch Michaels, signing off. Merry Christmas to everyone. Enjoy the time with your friends and family. Fit some sports in there as well if you'll enjoy it. But Merry Christmas, everyone. Have a wonderful holiday season.